Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it. Damn, Tyler T. Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tyler T. With the one and the only Tyler T. So today, man, I got a special guest in the building with me. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Then we're going to get on with the show. What's up? It's your boy Chris, aka Scribs, man, in the building. Glad to be here with my boy Tyler T. Hey, man. So let's go ahead and jump right in, bro. So, um, I know that you're a teacher and a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say congratulations to you for getting that position. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. So let's just talk about teaching, coaching um, through the pandemic, and how are you handling that? Uh, pretty good. Uh, it's different, you know. Uh, it's one thing, you know, teaching in real time you know in real life and over the computer you know it's a little different you know uh, i don't actually get to see all my kids every day and so uh that's kind of one of the things i actually love about teaching uh being able to see the kids every day impact them so it's kind of an adjustment for me right now but uh the ones i do get to interact with i make sure that we use uh as much of the time as we can you know i try to make sure that they're good you know their families are good uh, and coaching, it's, it's been pretty cool still since we've actually still been able to play. You know, of course, we still wear masks at practice, you know, masks in the locker room. But uh, the fact that they are at least still trying to give these kids the opportunity to play is, uh, is actually great. And I'm actually loving it. Okay. So let me ask you, um, what made you want to get into teaching? Because I know you've been teaching for, for some time now. So what just drew you to that profession uh man honestly it's kind of crazy because uh i actually i actually never thought i'd be a teacher man like especially seeing my parents you know growing up they were both educators mm-hmm. i never thought i'd be a teacher but uh when i got the job uh, at the soto um something just changed in me like because i started learning so much and then uh you know when people telling you you're actually you know you're actually pretty good at it you're like okay you know, maybe maybe this is something that uh, I should look uh, look into. And uh, I actually worked at a summer camp uh, back when I was 18. So I've actually been working with kids for a while. And so, you know, just getting into the teaching, being able to see that impact that you have on the kids. Uh, even their parents coming back and be like, my son, remember you. Uh, he said he loves your class. It's just, that's what it's about, man. Just helping and uh uh, impacting them kids' lives, man, because they really be needing it sometimes. And that's what I was about to get into when you said uh, impacting their lives and needing it, because you really don't know what they're going through at the crib, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you, your classroom, you being that that person that they look up to, being that safe haven to them sometimes, like, that that means a lot to them, uh, whether, whether you know it or not. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people can go into teaching for the wrong reasons, bro. And uh, just just because you're making a good little check and you get good benefits and stuff like that. But it's like you have to I feel like you have to really love it in order to be to be an educator, to be a teacher, because uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, um, not just going to the classroom, waking up every morning, uh, seeing your kids. But I feel like people, a lot of teachers uh, need to really get to know their their students um, and get to know who they are as young people, because um they're the future, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I try to. I I make sure I try to be relatable uh, the best way I can, whether that's uh, 
maybe like having like some of their favorite songs playing when they coming into the classroom. Oh yeah. Maybe talking about uh, some things that they like, like video games. Like I try to be relatable because once you're relatable and you're able to build that connection with them, like that's how you get them to do like whatever you want them to. Like you want them to do this assignment. They be like, okay, Mr. Johnson, I got you. Like, I got you. Or you want them to, hey, let's go clean up the trash outside of the school, you know, so the school will look good. All right, Mr. Johnson, I got you. Like, that's what you that's what you have to do to get them to be able to start learning from you. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just try to start teaching them stuff because they're going to they gonna want to look at you like, yeah, I don't know who are you. you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know you. Why are you trying to teach me stuff? Like. Get to know me first. Exactly. And then, okay, once I know you, I know I can learn from you. Exactly. So, um, and I had, I was going to say something else. Like, you're a mentor to those kids, bro. And a lot of, and it's several educators that I know that I'm friends with. Um, and I salute them for, for doing that because I know it takes patience. It definitely takes patience. And what, um, what grade are you teaching now? Man, I teach seventh and eighth grade. Okay, so those are like, you know, they starting to really come into that who they are. And they like, okay, you know, I'm feeling myself type yeah. shit. So you really got to. And when, shit, when I was growing up, we had old ass teachers, bro. Like 50s and 60s. And now shit, niggas in seventh, eighth grade and they teachers in their early 20s. Yeah, it's a lot of young teachers in the game now. Uh, of course, you still... You still need those older teachers because, uh, for one, they have, like, a lot of information on, like, how the system works. Like, mm-hmm. what exactly do they need to learn and what can what can be pushed, you know, maybe not to the back burner, but maybe learned at a later time, you know. Uh, maybe even closer to the test just so it could just uh, resonate in their mind longer. Uh, it's just little, little things like that and... Uh, yeah, just having that experience of of seeing certain situations unfold in schools, like certain kids, like me working with Sped for the first time, like that was that was a great experience for me because I seen I seen some things that a lot of teachers may never see, like okay. ever. Okay. Like so that's gonna help me no matter what school I end up going to because I've seen I've seen so many different situations like I'll probably be one of those leaders at, at the next school I go to or the next school I go to just to be like, okay, I've seen this before. Everybody remain calm, mm-hmm. you know. That's because uh, things like that are important. Like, it's not just about the education of the kids. It's about the safety of them, too. Like, and a lot a lot of times that's overlooked. Oh, yeah. When it comes to uh, when it comes to learning, like, that's a big that's a big thing for these kids, like. They they need to feel secure in themselves, but also need to be feel they need to feel secure on, in the outside in the outside world, especially in classrooms. Cause you know bullying is a big thing, whether it happens in the classroom or outside the classroom, and that affects these kids and their uh, their cognitive uh, abilities. Yeah, most definitely, and I'm glad you hit on that. Uh, I talked about bullying um, in some of my in some of my earlier shows, but. Um, Shit, bro, kids get picked on like every day, fam, and shit, they they so young and their mind is still developing that they don't really know how to deal with that shit. And then the environment they grow up in, like especially like young boys, young black boys, their parents tell them, oh, you know, you you can't cry, you can't uh, you can't really show emotion. So they grow up and they like they they associate showing their emotion or crying with being a girl. Yeah, and they like, well, I don't want to be a girl. Like I was just watching this um this little show on Netflix called Coach Snoop with his uh football league, and this little boy's mom 
uh, he was 13. His mom was in a hit and run accident, bro. And mm. she passed away, and they still don't know who who hit her and who who hit her. Damn. And so he was just like, uh, he was just like, you know, sometimes I cry, but these were his exact words. He said, sometimes I cry, but I'm not a girl, so I don't want to show emotion or you know shed tears. And it's just like that don't mean you a little, that don't mean you a girl because you cry. Because all girls, all girls aren't crybabies, fam. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Not for real. And you can't you can't uh, equate that equate crying and showing emotion with being a girl. But that's what we're taught at such a young age, and that's why we grow up so heartless. (laughs) That's why niggas be misogynist when they get older, bro. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, So let me ask you this. Uh, What what changes have you made in your classroom to accommodate your students? Um, So my class is really computer-based, and since uh, we're doing virtual learning anyway, uh, I just really try to make the... Like the assignments and the things that I'm asking of them as simple as possible, uh, but still effective to where they're learning, uh, what they need to learn. And if they have any questions, uh, I let them know that I'm free, uh, of course, until I have to go to practice. But I'm free so they can uh, hop on my hop on my Google Meets or my Zoom and uh, just ask me those questions. Or I even sit there and walk through it with them if I have to. Um, just being available is real key right now because... Uh, a lot of times and stuff like this, people can get complacent. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just got to be available for your kids. Yeah, but that assess- that accessibility is very important because uh, kids need to be able to call on you. Not even just for assignments, but sometimes like people just want to talk. Anything, yeah, yeah. Like I told them, like, I told them, like you can hop on my Google Meet. It's always gonna be. I'm always gonna be logged in. You know, so just they can just hop in whenever. See me an email. See me a message on Canvas. Like. Whatever way you need to communicate with me. Uh, of course, I don't give out my cell phone number because uh, uh, I don't need too many parents or students calling me or anything. <laughs> so, you know, I just try to keep it on uh, on a level like that. But just being available, man. Um. So, so how do you um? Have you had any conversations with like other teachers or other educators on? how you can teach their students, how you can teach your students, or have you received any advice from them? Yeah, I mean, before we, the, before the school year started, we had we were having meetings, like, every day. Like, man, we was having so many trainings. Uh, they were just giving us advice. You know, we was uh, learning, like, uh, different interactive things we could uh, incorporate within our class to keep kids uh, excited, you know, uh, like games and uh, little things like... Uh, calendars that they can click on and it'll have like it have like bonus points and stuff on them just the little things that'll keep the kids actually engaged and uh wanting uh wanting to continue their education even through a time like this yeah because i mean i know for me bro i'm in grad school and i didn't i i was on campus so i remember because this is my second semester so i remember being on campus um, and it was like, okay. And then like after spring break, like we went on spring break and we never went back to campus, bro. <laughs> so, nah, yeah, that was wow. And so I was just like, okay. And so that remote learning, like learning from, um, shit, basically being on a computer, like even though we had all of our assignments lined out, it's like, I didn't voluntarily sign up for gr- online grad school classes for a reason. And so now that I'm being forced to do that shit, it's just like fuck. Like, I know how to. I know how, I'm, I'm really good with time management, uh, especially when I know that I have shit to do and I like to be busy. 
but it's just like damn like i miss going to class and having yeah, those interactions direction. with yeah. my classmates and seeing my professor and you know just being able to talk to somebody like like we talking right now instead of having to oh well you gotta wait till i answer my zoom call and it's just like i just miss that physical presence bro and because that's the type of person i am like i like to be in person and converse and uh you know have those conversations but it's it's an adjustment and i'm just like damn um i feel like well since my classes um i'm not gonna have any papers or any tests so it's kind of a finesse. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, teachers, I, I guarantee teachers are not trying to make it more difficult on themselves. Exactly. Which would make it more difficult on y'all. We're trying to make it as simple for us as we can, which will, in fact, make it more simple for y'all because we're not trying to, we're not trying to create these hard tests and have to upload them online for, for what reason? Like that's, that's too much. Like when we can just find a find a test that's already been made and just modify it a little bit. Like yeah, we we we've been, we're trying to find ways to make it to where y'all are still learning and we are still teaching exactly what you need to know. Like we're not trying to teach no extra in a time like this. Like we really want to teach you exactly what you need to know because that's that's what's gonna resonate with you. you the more you learn, unless you're just a, a great thinker and uh, go over that material daily, you're going to forget a lot of things anyway. So, oh, yeah, for sure. It's really just, it's crazy. Like, you, you was talking about having to be online now, and you're a grown man. So imagine what these kids are going through. Like, they're showing so much responsibility right now. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually just glad to see that kids are still willing to continue their education even remotely like this like it's just because a lot of times like we think like man if we were if we were kids and they try to tell us to we got to log on to a computer every not doing day. That yeah shit. We, we wasn't we wasn't on that nah we was gonna be outside playing you know because that's how we were as kids like we we were the group of kids that never liked to be inside. We were always outside. And we were born into the age of technology. So we were on the game. We were, uh, you know, had, we didn't even have tablets. We had Game Boys and shit, PS2. So we grew, we, we were born like into that shit when that shit was up and coming. Now these kids, like two-year-olds, like, oh, I bought my two-year-old a tablet. And they <laughs> carried it around and watching TV and, and doing everything else. So it's just like. I'm just wondering how, you know, these young, these smaller babies are um, are going to school, learning, because it's like, kids already have a short attention span. Hell, I'm yeah. grown as hell, bro, and I, I barely want to sit in class for an hour, yeah. bro. I get restless after that, so I'm like, shit, I need to get up, I need to move around, I need to be doing something. So I know a little kid that's like five, six, seven years old, they like, bro, how are you going to keep me, like, keep me <laughs> in mean, this little bubble, pretty honestly, much? Honestly, for them... A piece of technology like this actually can keep their attention longer than a teacher just speaking to them could. So, you know, I'm actually I'm actually kind of interested to see, you know, as a teacher later on, even though I work for middle school, I'm interested to see how it affects the elementary kids. Because uh, I know a lot of them have been becoming technology-based learning classrooms anyway. So, okay. you know, I just want to... I'm interested to see how that dynamic works. Um, I mean, of course, there's... There is no substitute for a traditional classroom, yeah, of course. Exactly. Like, there is just no substitute for that. But 
alternative learning is a thing now, you know, especially with the times we're living in. So it's like whatever way you can get information and be able to digest it and remember it. I mean, you you got to be able to, you got to be willing to try. Yeah, and shit at this point you kind of got to got to do what you got to do, bro. Um uh, Cause like you said, we living in some weird times and there's no telling when this shit is going to end, when this shit is going to be over. So it's just like, you got, you got two choices, bro. You can eat the meal, do a barbecue <laughs> and you got to pick one. So shit. Um, but yeah, man, salute to all the professors, all the educators, all the teachers out there who love what they doing and doing what they love and impacting these kids lives. Um, Cause that's that's big, and especially all the young black educators, man. Uh, we need more of those. Nah, for real. Mentorship is important. All of that shit is important, man. So, um, big ups to y'all. So let's just um, let's just switch switch topics right quick. Um, I know you've been seeing everything in the media about Jacob Blake. Yeah. Uh, so if y'all don't know about Jacob Blake, um, to give y'all a quick little rundown, pretty much he was. What I heard, he was, or what I saw, or what I read, he was walking away. He turned his back um, on the police. They were telling him to do something or whatever, and he walked away, walked to his car. Um, and as he was walking to his car to get in, they shot him in the back seven times, but he survived. He's paralyzed from, was it the waist down? Yeah. He's paralyzed from the waist down, um, but he survived. And so, in light of all that, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks um, and several diff- several other N- NBA teams, uh, the LA Lakers, uh, who else? The Orlando Magic, the LA Clippers, um, WNBA teams, MLB teams, Major League Soccer teams, they all boycotted their games because of, we, we just sick of it, bro. We sick of police brutality. We sick of genocide on black people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Give me some of your thoughts on that situation, man. Man, how does that how does that make you feel as a as a black man? Hurt, man. Like hurt. Like why? Especially like what's what's already been going been going on. Like why keep adding to it? Mm-hmm. Like it's really just a slap in the face of Black America, and it should be a slap in the face of America as a whole. But, exactly. You know. We're so individualistic, bro, as a as a country. Yeah, like, they want us to be oh, oh so America, but America is not us. They, they're not for they're not for everybody, you know. America wants to pick and choose when it, you know, supports black people, you know. Because they love black culture. Yeah, they love the culture. They love the looks of it, the shininess, the even the vulgarity sometimes, you yeah. know. But it, it shouldn't be like that. It should be uh, we we were supposed to be equal, and yeah, we're still we're still living like this is the early early fifties, early sixties, right? And we're still fighting for plain human decency, human decency, human rights, like. And it should never like police are to only use their weapons, their guns, when they feel like their life is in danger. And me personally, I feel like. There's no way in hell that you could feel like your life is in danger when somebody's walking away from you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
I heard that I've heard a lot of things about Jacob Blake that he was trying to defuse a situation, defuse a fight, and then like you know when you get on Twitter, bro, and you see uh you see somebody standing up for him, people standing up for Jacob Blake, uh, you read those comments in the in the thread of the tweet, and you see white people with burner accounts saying, "Oh, what about his sexual assault charges?" or "What about this?" but it's hella white people out here that have sexual assault charges. Rape. They're fucking rapists, murderers, pedophiles, and they don't die. You know what I'm saying? They barely go to jail, get probation at at the most sometimes. So it's just like yeah, they just get registered as sex offenders. Yeah, and black man do that. He's in jail for he's under sexual the, assault. Yeah, you no. know what I'm saying? And this shit, I was um, I was on Twitter last night, man, and I watched this. I Robert Horry was on a. Um, was on a TV show and he was talking. Uh, he was like, he said, man, I've already lost one child. And he was watching this. Vi- he said he was watching the video of Jacob Blake getting shot. Uh, he said, he said he just started crying. And he said his son, his son came in there and he was like, you know, yeah, dad, like they shot him and, and he died. And um, he was like, man, like, all I want you to do, he was like, you don't know how how scared I am for like when you, when you leave this house, you know, because it's a it's a risk that you might not come back, uh, due to police brutality. And he was like, he was like, if you ever get pulled over by the police, he was like, I don't care what they do, I don't care if they beat you, if they if they do this, he was like, because you can heal from a beating, you can heal those wounds, but if you get shot and killed, like I can't bring you back. So and you could hear you could hear it in his voice, man. He even started crying on TV, and he was like, "I've already lost one child." I think he said he had a teenage son. He had a twenty-one-year-old son, and he was like, "You know, I just I just want to see y'all. You know, I, I want y'all to come back home to me." And it's fucked up that black fathers and black black mothers, black parents, black grandparents, aunts and uncles, whatever, that we have to prepare our kids. And young ones to get pulled over by the police, like what, like what you have to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if the police do this, make sure that, you know, you on your p's and q's because at any given moment, your life could be gone, bro. And it just really sends chills down your spine, and it makes you afraid, bro. Yeah. It 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 petrifies you because it's just like. Damn, like I could really wake up one day and today could be my last day. And we when we see those red and blue flashing lights in our mirror, bro, we like, oh fuck. Yeah, even if they not pulling us over, like yeah. just seeing them lights, like just And it's always been like that. It's always been like that. When you see when you see those red and blue flashing lights, you like, oh damn. Because police brutality has been happening, bro. Now that shit is just getting filmed, and yeah, we have so many social media platforms. Yeah, it's, it's becoming mainstream. Yeah, we have like we have so many social media platforms that it's so easy to post that shit. Like, oh, such and such has just been shot. Like, like for instance, they had um, well, the seventeen-year-old boy in Illinois. Yeah, who shot them people? Shot them people, killed two of them. Police didn't even. He was walking around with AR-15 for four hours, and they drove past. Yeah. They didn't even see check to see if the gun was registered. And then he shoots and kills two people. And then they try to defend him and say, oh, well, he was an inspiring police officer. And 
Let a nigga walk around. Let a nigga walk around Lancaster, bro. <laughs> walk around DeSoto. Walk around Duncanville with an AR-15 for four hours, nigga, for four minutes. Like what? Yeah, he getting gunned down quick. Quick. But you letting this young nigga walk around with an AR for four hours, bro, at a protest, and you're like, oh, like it's whatever type shit. And then police officers were saying like. Oh well, if they would have, if these black people, if these people would have stayed at home, past curfew, then nothing would have happened to them. And it's just like the slave mentality. Yeah, like why do you hate us this much, bro? Like, is our our skin is really a, is really a weapon to these to them, and it's just a lot to take in, bro. And it's mentally draining that we have to, you know, shit. And the NBA was a distraction. Uh, sports was a distraction, but it's like we needed that distraction, bro, because this is all we see every day, all day. Niggas getting killed by the police for what reason? Niggas getting shot. Niggas getting gunned down. Knee, knee in, in somebody's neck. You know, it's like every week, every month, we saying somebody, somebody else's name, somebody new. Breonna Taylor got killed in her fucking sleep, and. It just makes you think like this is just hitting so close to home and we dealing with police brutality. We dealing with a motherfucking category four, damn near five hurricane in a pandemic. And it's just September, bro. We still got four more months of the year. And so and then you got Trump. He uh I seen what what he he says some shit they had like a convention national republican convention or some shit and it's really like some coons out here bro like Herschel Walker is a real life coon did you see that video Yeah I seen Herschel man you know as a lifelong Cowboys fan I'm uh disappointed I'm not going to lie to you even though he didn't really play for us that long, I'm still disappointed, man, because he wore the star. You know, even if he didn't wear the star, I'm you're a black, you're black, bro, yeah, like and you're endorsing Trump, and he's been doing it. Like, I didn't even know he had been doing it because when we was over here talking uh, last night, I had um, well, a few days ago, I had sent the tweet to Justin like that I saw, and he he told me like, yeah, bro, that nigga been endorsing Trump since like 2015. Fam. I mean, man, this this, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna just be real, bro. There are there are black Republicans out here. There's a lot of yeah. There's I know I, I know that. So I'm not surprised when I see, no matter what type of president is being. If he's a Republican party, I'm not surprised when I see a black man voting for him who's a Republican. Like, cause it's it's actually quite a few out here. You know, they be under the radar most of the time, but you can always, you know, get a feeling. You know, just it's 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 hard to even cause you don't even know what to call like, it, bro. Yeah, it's you like, don't even know what to say to it. It's just like, I mean, I don't, and I don't ever just knock nobody for they. You know, beliefs in whether that's religion or anything, but but like really, especially during a time like this, a man who's openly been endorsing some form of racism, whether it's here or there, like nah, I can't support that at all, bro. And and I know he has family, uh, and it's just like, what do y'all think? You know what I'm saying? Trump is not a racist. He's not a bad guy. Well, what is he then? You know what I'm saying? And it's just mind-boggling, bro, just to just think about that shit. And how 
white people just desensitize every fucking thing. Because it's so normal to them. Yeah. They've been doing it for so long, so it's just everyday life for them. And it's just like, you know, when you see... It's like, like I was saying, like I was saying uh, when we was chopping it up the other day, well, shit, yesterday, when I was saying, you got to go to work. Like, I was the only black person in my job, had to go to work and put on this mask. Uh, literally, like, figuratively and literally, like, put on this mask and really be somebody that I'm not. Because they never really got the real me because it's like, shit... If I was my true self at that hole, like... I probably wouldn't even have a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. That's, that's why they created the term code switching. Like, yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even have to be an idea of code switching if, you know... People just accepted you for Accepted the other people's cultures, their skin color. Like, you know, like, I shouldn't have to be a black man in America, but have to go act white when I'm at work, like... And I should be able to be, you know, who used I am to, professionally. Exactly. And that used to be a thing where people say acting white is like, oh, what is acting white? But it's like, it's a real thing, bro. Like, you real life got to go in there. Like, we talking right now. Like, I told you, uh, I walked in. I walked in working. This dude was like, hey, what's up, Tyler? I was like, shit, I can't call it. And he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and it's just like. It it pisses me off how we have to explain ourselves to white people, bro. Like explain we have to educate them on why they're racist as fuck or why they're anti black. Or if you're not speaking out against the situation that's going on, then you just as bad as the racist type shit. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of white people are culturally unaware, you know, and they definitely need to get caught up to speed, but they don't want to. Yeah, they don't it, it has to be. It has to be a want, and you know, uh, we we've been seeing that a lot of them just don't have that want, and uh, honestly, at this point in time, like that's fine because at the end of the day, you know, us as black people, we're gonna continue to be great, do great things. You know, uh, it's a reason. It's a reason why we're still here, like and still thriving. Yeah, like through they, all the bullshit. They they know they can't get rid of us. They know they can't, so they try. They try to do every little nitpicking thing, you know, to get a reaction out of us. But they're not realizing that they may not. They may not like the reaction they gonna get, like because you know. Oh, they they're not gonna like that. <laughs> they not gonna like that hoe because we really just getting started, bro. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just the beginning. We really just getting started, fam. Like, and it's been how long since? It's been a a hundred. 50, 160 plus days since they haven't made an arrest for the killers of Breonna Taylor. And we still we still standing on that shit. And we going to keep standing on that shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we here to stay for sure. And shit, we really we really on some unbreakable shit, bro. Because it's that's that's just that's in our bloodline, fam. It's in our bloodline to have to fight. Uh, because shit, our ancestors did it for so long. Like, regardless of if it was slavery or if it was poverty or if it was being a single parent shit one thing one thing about black people bro is we always going to find a way uh through whatever through whatever regardless of what we going through bro we always going to find a way so shit cuz we way makers and 
we just gotta we just gotta have that mentality, bro, and just and just continue to keep pushing. Um, but shit, that that's really all I wanted to get at on that topic, man. Uh, you know, we can ramble for days on yeah, that because it's it's endless. Um, but on a brighter note, it's Freaky Friday, so uh, uh <laughs> so I got some um. I got some. I got a quit. The question of Freaky Friday was, "What was your worst um, sexual experience?" So, I got hella responses. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get into those right now. Uh, so let me just start at the very, at the first one. Um, and the quit. Like I said, the question was shit. What was your worst sexual experience? Uh, so let me find, let me find what I'm going, what I'm trying to look for. Goddamn me, scrolling my phone right quick. I don't mean to keep y'all waiting like this. All right. So the first response was big nigga, little dick, <laughs> and he didn't even know how to work it. Uh, that's and a, and a lot of the responses I get. Um, are from women. Oh, I figured. <laughs> so a lot of the responses I get are from women. So it it was some fellas, uh, some fellas that responded to me. So shout out to the fellas. Um, and but yeah, big nigga, little dig. That's that's just tough, bro. Like tragic. Damn, like and it's a lot of niggas out here that just be bragging on that dick to women. Like oh yeah, I got that. Woo do woo 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 X Y Z. And then when it's time to show up, it's like. You blew it. Just like a candle, bro. You fucking blew it. So, um, this girl said a nigga lasted 30 seconds. And this, I, <laughs> that shit sucks, but it's like, damn, bro. Like, that's like, what, max five strokes, bro? Man, I don't even know. Max. I, I gotta be like five. It, okay, this girl says. Imagine you going slow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> This girl say lost my virginity and told the guy this is what sex is like. I miss being a virgin, dead ass. Damn, that is fucking. I feel sorry for you, baby. I ain't gonna yeah, lie to bro. You. I hope I hope that didn't ruin your sexual experiences nah, for, real, for the future, bro. If it did, though, I got a partner for you. You can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you to lie, baby. I ain't gonna let you go out sad like that. Girl, she say next one says the first time I got a finger in the butt, his nails were long and he scratched the inside. Oh, I know that shit was man. burning. Man, her booty just started bleeding. <laughs> no, sir. Him only lasting about ninety seconds wasn't even a good ninety seconds. Damn! At least give me some good. At least give me a good ninety. You gave me the ah. Oh, you gave me the bullshit ninety. A minute thirty, damn! Ah, damn! This this one of the fellas. Hey, this girl asked for the first time. Worst decision ever. Not oh, happening again. Man. I ain't gonna even lie, man. I'm, I just started on the wave of the evening. Ah, oh, you sleep? Hey, 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 but at least you... hey, hey, we turning up now, though, man. <laughs> hey, at least you done crossed over, hey, goddamn. Man, hey. How they say it when it's up there, it's stuck there. Man. Hey, bro, you gotta. <laughs> hey, but make sure if you're gonna eat that thing, you gotta wash that. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Say, gotta, they go for both, like, man, say. Because I know a lot of a lot of females, you know, 
Y'all keep y'all self clean for the most part. You know, some don't. Ladies, make sure y'all cleaning y'all self. But niggas too, you know what I'm saying? Fellas, make sure you cleaning yourself, bro. For real. Clean your motherfucking ass, dog. Bro, it's not it like it's not a crime to wash your ass, bro. It's not gay to wipe your ass, dog. Yeah, bro. It's not gay, bro. It's it's not a crime to wash your balls, fam. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do that do that shit. Have some have some hygiene, bro. Have some good hygiene. It's okay, bro. It is alright. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this <laughs> this girl say boy did a good three strokes and that's it. <laughs> then she said, on his behalf, we was kissing before that. But no, nah. damn, a kissing queen. <laughs> she had the nigga up. She had the nigga up and stuck off the kissing. Sheesh. Three kisses and we gone. Sheesh. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, tried to do that shower thing Mimi did and I fell and broke the shower rod. I'm glad you didn't break no fucking yeah, bones. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, I done had some shower sex before. Shower that sex shit, is ass. Yeah, that shit bro. overrated, though. That shit I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit overrated for sure. Shower sex is fucking terrible. I have sex in the car before I do that. Oh god, bro. My car too little though. And I'm too big. So <laughs> I am gonna just keep it like we gotta we gotta be somewhere I can stretch out, fam. Um this, this okay, this whole this was one of the funniest ones. She said how about this nigga took the condom off and squeezed the nut into his hand and made a fist? <laughs> nigga thought that I was a what? jelly filled donut like a bitch. What? Oh. What was he trying to keep that hoe or something? Bro, what was he trying to prove, bro? Like, yeah, this that shit. This that semen right here. Like, nigga, what? Are you stupid or are you dumb? Say, baby, I hope you blocked him. <laughs> He, he, don't, he, don't, he don't even deserve you. I don't even know who you is, but he don't deserve you. He don't deserve nobody. He just deserve to be jack off for the rest of his life. Might not even deserve that <laughs> shit. Nigga said, this girl say, head from a dude with braces. I don't need to say anything else. Oh, first of all, now, girl, why you let him do that? I told her, I said, you should have you uh, made the nigga wear a mouthpiece, bro, if nigga was on that shit. You should have told him, nah, it's cool. Or something like <laughs> man, I don't even. Ooh boy, I don't even know too many niggas at this age with braces. So I know you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> that should have that been your first your first thing. You should have been like, wait a minute, how old is that nigga? <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude, a couple years ago, sent me a nut video. He had a dildo in his ass while he was jacking off. Ah, yeah, that nigga gay. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, I thought I said yeah, you could have kept that one, yeah, bro. Yeah, you could have you could have saved us the oh, man. Ah, hope you, you let him hit. You could have kept that one. I Girl say nigga nigga was moaning louder than me. Zero out of ten. Damn, girl, you must have got that wow. That's what I said. <laughs> got that wow. Damn, you had that nigga stinking fat up on the opera. God damn. Oh, and that nigga in a false shadow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, baby. I'm telling you. 
Oh, shit, girls. This next one say, I was in the woods and he tried to initiate sex by saying, Simon says, take off your shirt. This is not second grade. We it's don't. Not. We but don't. I do. Hey, I respect the attempt, my dog. Ah! Trying to pop it off in the nature, dog. Being adventurous. I fuck I'm with it. Fucking hey, crying. Hey, I done, did some, I done did some wild shit, so I can't even be mad at you, Playboy. Say, hey, I know you probably failed, but hey. I appreciate, I, I fucked with the attempt. <laughs> so, this this next one says, uh, my wig came off and he put it back on and kept going. Shit, if the nigga was real. Yeah, that's the, real shit. If that's the nigga real was shit. real. He yo, she good. If the nigga, weed, fuck, fuck that. If the nigga was real, like I'm real, I would have put that bitch on my head. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna try in places like Usher, oh, baby. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that. I'ma put that motherfucker on my head. We gonna go swing that bitch in the air. We gonna go. We gonna go crazy. <laughs> this girl say, uh, "Let's see, let's see, let's see." Um, girl, niggas be boosting it. This pussy too wet for you to last. Just say that. That's not even a, what. That's not even uh, okay, Miss Wet Ass yeah, Pussy. That's one of them. That bragging, it goes for women too. Don't brag on your sex and you don't be doing shit. Oh man! Don't brag on your sex and all you like to do is get back shots. All you do is lay on your back. Nah. Well, okay. So this girl says no BS. I think this man broke my cervix. I know this sounds like fun now, but at the time it wasn't. Damn. Damn. Hey, fellas, you can't just be ramming that shit, dog. You got to, you gotta, you gotta find that rhythm. Most of the ocean, bitch. You gotta find that good rhythm, dog. You can't just be mashing her shit, bro. Damn. Girls smell like fish and had the nerve to say, I know I'm not the problem when I couldn't finish. Um, yeah. You're, you're definitely the problem. Yeah. You smelling like fish? We don't even yeah. like tuna. Yeah, I'm finna say. We don't even like tuna over here. Uh, I got cuffed to the bed and the key got lost. Fire department had to come. Definitely awkward as fuck. Trash sex as well. That's an all around horrendous yeah, experience, bro. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. If you're gonna be into all that shit, you better have a spare key. I ain't let nobody handcuff me, bro. Same word, some. And if, I, if I'm getting handcuffed, it's gonna be one hand, bro. Like, I need to have the other hand, bro. I don't trust people, yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have a key in the other hand. I don't, just I, I, oh, if I, I'm gonna have a fist, just in case I gotta knock a hoe out or something. Real shit, bro. I'm not doing... Man, hell no. I'm I'm scared of them handcuffs, bro. I ain't you gonna hold you. Me and shit. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Uh, she this girl says put my mouth on the head of his dick and it tasted like he didn't know what a shower was. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. That's fucking that's disgusting. Wild. Baby, first of all, you should have been able to smell that before he you even got you know got to that point. But okay, yeah. two two niggas pretty much said the same thing. Girl spread her legs and it smelled like Joe's Crab Shack. White people seafood? Disgusting. Uh, shorty, shorty spread her legs and and I couldn't even do it. She talking about spray. It smelled like weed. Weed? <laughs> weed? Girl smelled the bun with her coochie before what? she got it. Ooh. 
Nigga put on a, this is the last one. This is the last one, and then I'm going to tell y'all mine. Because people been asking mine, bro. They been like, damn. I'm like, bro, y'all got to listen to the show on Friday, fam. And y'all going to find out. Y'all know I always tell y'all when I have, when I do Freaky Friday, bro, I always tell y'all my experience. So this girl says, nigga put on a condom, didn't even hit, and came inside the condom. Hashtag Weenie Hut Jr. Super Weenie Hut Jr. Damn. <laughs> That's tough. That is very tough. So, mine, bro. Okay, my one of my worst sexual experiences was um. So, I think it was my it was my freshman year of college, bro. So I'm like, um, this girl, she tells me to come to her dorm. I'm like, all right, bet. And I wouldn't even like, I didn't even plan on like having sex, bro. I was just really going over there to kick it type shit. So I go over there, mind you. We in the double, the twin, the twin XL bed, and that hoe is like on top. So I gotta climb up the ladder to get in that hoe. So I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? We in that hoe, whatever. So uh, you know, we kissing this shit, blah blah blah, and then um, uh, she was like, I'm ready. I was like, oh, okay. So luckily, you know, just in case, I had brought a condom. Yes, sir. <laughs> brought a condom, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, you know, we kissing, whoopie, woo, woo, woo. I put the condom on. Willie Lump Lump, bro. Couldn't, e- couldn't even get up, bro. I'm, and I'm trying so hard, bro. I'm doing everything Dang. in my power. Like, oh, bro, I gotta. I can't go out like this, bro. I yeah, can't bro, go I, outside. I, I done had that, dog. I, I know, can't like, go outside. That's like my this. worst one, too, dog. I done had I that, cannot bro. go outside like this. So I'm trying. I'm like, damn, bro. It just don't happen. It just didn't happen for you. I'm like, bro, is this God telling me not, not to do this, <laughs> bro? Like, what is this, bro? Because... I'm here, bro. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. And it just didn't happen, bro. And I was just like, fuck. Fuck. I was like, fuck me, bro. Nah, nah, like, that, that'll get a nigga, bro. Like, you, that'll get you for a couple of days. You'll be like, damn. I'm like, I'm I was so embarrassed, bro. I was so embarrassed, bro. I'm like, bro, she gonna tell everybody, bro. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I was embarrassed as fuck. I went back and told my partners, man. Went back and told Cordell, and that was like, damn, bro, that's tough. I was like, fuck, man. bro. I was like, fuck. But she was a virgin, so I would have been taking her. Oh, well, at least, man. at least she's told me that she was a virgin. Dude, so that would have been tough. So regardless. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, that was a blessing in disguise. No kizzy, bro. No kizzy. <laughs> so was, I was like, like okay, good, well. You know, you win some, you lose some, <laughs> goddamn. But, hey, I live to fight another day. <laughs> I live to fight another day. So, yeah, but that shit, that shit, that shit still be haunting me to this day, bro. I ain't gonna care. I just be like, damn, bro, I was supposed to get that ass. Yeah, man. And didn't get that ass. But, you know. It's okay. It's cool. Hey, I'm going to try to, hey, hey, hey. I'm going to try to spin the block again, fam. I'm going to see if I can get back up in there because that, I got to see. Because that, cause her ass was fat, too. <laughs> I got to spin the block one more time. <laughs> man, I just kept my going, bro. I said, I ain't even going to revert back. Long as we cool, we going to leave it. We going to leave the past in the past. Goddamn. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh. That's the end of this episode, man. Screws, appreciate you for coming on, bro. Uh, appreciate this conversation. Um, shout out to all my listeners, man. 
Uh, y'all hit me up on social media. My Instagram and Twitter is at Talk to Me Tyler T. Um, yeah, man, y'all get at me. Three year anniversary coming up soon. Got a special event that I'm planning for y'all. Uh, so hopefully y'all will be able to attend. Uh, Scripps, you got any last words to say, bro? Uh, nah, just man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Appreciate you for letting me come on the show, man. Y'all go follow me on Twitter, man. That's Scribs One. That's S K R I B B S One. Uh, I do follow back, especially if you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all get at my boy. Uh, get at me. And we at this thing, man.